Hello and welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's go to Pastor Perry Kalavik as he shares this week's message. Amen. Hey, I want to give you one more shot. It was really good the first time, but I want you to just give the Lord another great hand of praise just like you really mean it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I'm learning about being a believer and worshiping God uh, all the time. I just thank God for teaching me. Every time I go out and walk and pray, I say, God, thank you that you're teaching me even to pray. Last Sunday when I preached on the Lord's Prayer, I just used that, you know, I was walking in that. I said, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, I thank you. That's about worship, and I worship you. Give us this day our daily bread. That's about, uh, pardon me, uh, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth. That's about obedience. Lord, let me live an obedient life to you. And then give us this day our daily bread. That's about reliance. Lord, let me to rely on you, Lord God. I rely on you. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's about forgiveness. Lord, let me walk in forgiveness. And then, you know, uh, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Lord, that's about deliverance from evil. So I just, you know, I mean, I've been praying that prayer all the time, but I preached it, prayed it, and God's always continuing to teach me. How, is he still teaching you after all this time? Here's what the Lord just taught me for just a, a, a minute. Uh, the Holy Spirit, by the way, it's the Holy Spirit that just prompts you and speaks to your spirit. When I was walking, it wasn't in any small way, but the Holy Spirit reminded me this morning that it's not about me, it's about Him. Yes. In other words, when we come into worship, you know, sometimes, is this right or is that right or does this suit me or does that suit me? No, 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 it's about like, uh, no, does it suit God? We're here for Him. And so we say, Lord, I worship you, Lord God. It's not like, is this... You understand what I'm saying? It's not so much about us, it's about Him. But when it becomes about Him, it becomes more about us because He pours out His blessings on us. Well, prove it, Pastor Perry. Well, the Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. If you draw near to the Lord, He'll draw near to you. So in other words, it becomes all about God, but when it becomes all about God, then God says, it's going to become all about you. I'm going to bless you. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it, it, it's just that way. And then if you don't feel this morning a pastor, I haven't been in church for over a year. It, I, I don't even know how to feel in here. I just want to just say, just pretend you're in Walmart <laughs> or Costco. Because I've seen you walk in the aisles there. You, you navigate really well. And if you're comfortable there, you certainly can be comfortable here this morning. Can I get a witness? Amen? Okay. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. What's that? We'd rather be here than Walmart, and I agree with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to just welcome you again, everyone, to Harvest Church this morning after a year, you know, except for a few services in between. It's just so great to be glad back, and I'm glad that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the churches finally, and, um, and that we were able to stay in compliance and in cooperation all of those months, you know, and, and uh, you know, to, to do our best, to be good citizens, and also to try to keep things healthy. And... Uh, I, I'm just so glad that you're here with us today and that we're, we're able to meet on campus in the same way that the box stores are open. We can be open now, too, 
And thank God for that. I just I don't take anything for granted. That actually hit me just like by surprise a week ago because the Ninth Circuit Court had struck it down again. It had been struck down about three times, and we thought they were going to pass it. Two weeks ago, we thought that the Ninth Circuit Court was going to pass and, and give us the freedom to, to meet like the box stores have, but it got doubled down on. They actually struck it down, and then all of a sudden, just a few days later, the Supreme Court ruled in favor specifically for California churches to be open, and it, it, it all hit us by surprise, but thank God we're here today. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So good morning, Harvest Church family. I tell you, I've been preaching here alone, except that I've had the, the crew here and just a couple of people maybe sitting in the seats, but man, I'll tell you what, if there's two or three here, I preach so much better. But if there's more than that here, I, I just feel so, uh, uh, you know, so just, I love it. Thank you, Lord God. So we welcome you on campus and online at home. Thank you for tuning in. We've got tons of people watching online, and we welcome you today as, as well. Praise God. Hey, my brother Percy and Jody over there in, in Illinois. If you're watching today, I just want to say hi to you. Yep, I can see you there right there. There you are. So uh, I want to talk this morning about uh, living, or pardon me, lo loving at a higher level. And by the way, you've heard of living at a higher level, but this morning I want to talk about loving at a higher level. So Jesus said this, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I've loved you. Say it with me, love one another. But what's the higher level? The higher level is this, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. In other words, that's the higher level. If you want to know what loving at a higher level is, it's loving as Jesus loved us. How many of you know that Jesus has an awful lot of forbearance and love for us, especially when we get it wrong? Aren't you, how many, now, I want to just give you a confession this morning. In my life, I've gotten it wrong so many times. How many of you have ever gotten it wrong in your life and you, still, and you needed the mercy of your Lord and there the Lord was and gave you mercy, amen? That's the expression, Lord have mercy, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, and, and, but Jesus said this, by this all will know that you are my disciples, what? If you have love one for another, they'll know that you're my disciples. Now the apostle Paul wrote this, we're talking about loving at a higher level. He said this, may the Lord make you increase and abound in love towards one another and to all. Say it with me this morning, to increase and to abound. So say it with me, increase and abound. In other words, that means to grow and to overflow in love. So here's where I'm wanting to get in this message today. What's the destination? I want us by the end of this message this morning in the next 20, 25 minutes, that we will have an increase of love in our life. You're already loving people. This is a loving church. But how many of you would say, Pastor Perry, I know there's room for an increase of love in my life. I just know there's a room for increase, all right? So that's where we're headed to. So the word of the Lord today is that we would love one another at a higher level. And all of God's people to receive that, say a loud amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you right now for your word that is a word of life. Lord, speak to our spirit this morning on this Valentine's Day, a day that we celebrate love. I pray that you would help us to learn to love at a higher level and that we would love you and love others just as you have loved us. We just pray this right now, Lord. I just pray for your help and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, amen. 
Amen. I think some of you received notes here this morning that will give you a little bit of a framework on the message as well, and you can get those at home online as well and, and uh, download as, those as well. I haven't done this in a long time. Say it with me. This is my Bible, the living and powerful, proven Word of God, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, God's holy Word on which I stand, and having done all, I'm going to stand on the Word of God. Whatever the Word of God says I am, whatever the Word of God says I have, whatever the Word of God says I can do, say it with me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you will lean into the Word of God this morning for the next minutes? All right? All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels and do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that I could even remove mountains, but if I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give all that I have, all that I possess to the poor and give my body over to be burned so that I may boast, look at me, I'm being burned, I'm being martyred for the Lord so that I might boast, but I do not have love, it gains me nothing. Verse 4, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. You've been persevering, everyone. Keep on persevering. Love never fails. Say with me right now, love never fails. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But what? The greatest of these is love. These powerful words were written by the amazing apostle Paul, who's a follower of Christ, and he, he, and he learned about love from the author of love himself, from God and from Christ. He learned about love. And I say that the Apostle Paul was amazing because he wrote 13 letters or books, all right? They're books, but they're actually letters. But he wrote 13 books of the New Testament or about 28% of the New Testament was penned out by Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. How many know that that is some kind of a thing? How many of you are blessed by the writings of Paul, right? And, and so... From Paul, who's writing about love right now, we get the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. We didn't have an understanding of the gifts of the Spirit before Paul penned them out. We didn't have an understanding of the fruit of the Spirit until Paul penned them out. So the gifts of the Spirit, there are nine of them. Uh, how many of you heard of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? You have the Holy Spirit comes in you, but he also gifts, gives gifts. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, so you have 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that talks about the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talks about love, how that nothing else matters if you don't have love. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 14 talks about the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in the church. And so Paul gives us all of this. But look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We didn't even know what the gifts were until they were spelled out. For it says this, the manifestation of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. That means here, everyone, I want you to know that God has gifts, plural, gifts of the Spirit that he wants to use through you. You won't get them all, not that you'll get them all. You can get them all, but I'm talking about, but I'm saying that there is a gift of the Spirit or gifts of the Spirit that God wants to have operate 
through you. For to one is given the word of wisdom, the one another is given the word of knowledge. Say it with me this morning, knowledge, through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To the other, prophecy. To the other, discernment, discernment of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, I just read off to you nine different gifts of the Spirit. How many of you know that you don't operate in all of them, but you do operate in some of them severally as the Holy Spirit will manifest them to you? How many of you know that uh, somebody, there's other people that have a gift in a stronger way than you have it? Wave at me right now. But how many of you realize that you have a gift that God has given you that's kind of stronger than another person too? It's the manifestation of the Spirit, as severally as He will. That's the gifts of the Spirit that came from the Apostle Paul. Then the Apostle Paul pr pointed out the fruit of the Spirit in, in our lives, found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now listen, everyone, that's nine fruit of the Spirit, nine gifts of the Spirit, all came from the pen of Paul underneath the... Um, leading the Holy Spirit. So you talk about an amazing revelation. I'm talking about that's a major revelation right there. Paul said this, I'll give you, you know, he wrote about the fivefold ministry, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I mean, we get that all from Paul. If you want to see somebody that had revelation coming into his life, it certainly was the apostle Paul. How many of you would agree, right? Have you ever heard a guitar player that wanted you, made you want to throw away your guitar? <laughs> Or I'm a bassist, and so you can, you know, I can play bass, but I can't play bass like Jaco Pastorius. And uh, you don't know who that is, but you can, you know, read about it later. Maybe the greatest bass player that ever walked the planet. I can't do that. But Paul had this revelation he received. With all of this rev revelation, he could have easily been very puffed up and prideful. He even said it himself, you know. He said, I really had to, I got a thorn in the flesh. And probably it had to do with this great amount of revelation that he had that he said, I, lest I become puffed up and lest I become prideful. But Paul said, in other words, here's what Paul was saying. When he wrote about Love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he was saying, you can have all of these gifts. You can have the nine gifts of the Spirit. You can have the nine fruit of the Spirit. But if you haven't got love, you, it doesn't matter at all. Without love, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, as Andre Crouch would write in his song, you know, without love, you know, it don't mean a thing. Right? It, 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 in other words, people... Don't care how much you know the revelation until you, they know how much you care. They, they, they want to know much, how much you walk in love. Man, I have, uh, in my life, um, along the way, I just got to tell you this, you know, I've, one reason why you need to read your Bible is because you, you already know the author of the book. Can I get a witness, amen? amen? You know the author of the book and it teaches you just to love him. I've met some authors along the way, though I'd read their book, but when I met them, I was disappointed because they didn't carry themselves with love. They were more interested in the business of ministry than they were in the actual persons of ministry or the love of ministry. Paul was saying this, make sure. He said, you can have all of these gifts, nine gifts of the Spirit, nine fruit of the Spirit. You can have one of the offices of the Spirit, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor. But if you haven't got love, it doesn't mean a thing. Can I get a witness here this morning? 
Now, what is love? Love is a strong affection or attachment to someone's simple definition. But let me just say this to you this morning. God has a strong affection for you, and he's very attached to you. Can I get a witness? He's your heavenly father, and you are the apple of his eye. I'm saying you are loved by God. Love is a feeling, but it's more than a feeling. Love is talk, but it's more than talk. Love is action. Say it with me this morning. Love is action. And 1 John 3.18 says this, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love one another, but let's show it. Show the truth by our actions. It's one thing to say you love another. It's another one to show it. You know, by your actions. Hallelujah. So God has called each one of us in this day and age that we live in, everyone, to walk in love. How many of you know, everyone, we live in a pretty toxic environment? We live in toxicity on Facebook, on Twitter. If you're still on Twitter, maybe you've been canceled. I don't know. But I'm sorry, there's a lot of toxicity out there and less love. We need to have more love and less toxicity. So the Bible says this, don't just talk about love, have love in action and walk in love. The Bible says, as Christ also loved us. There's the higher thing right there again, the higher level of love. He says, walk in love. Say it with me this morning, walk in love. But how do you walk in love? As Christ has also loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God, a sweet-smelling aroma. Hallelujah. Now, I want to just point this out here for just a second. Did you know that your life has an aroma? And, you know, you go to Macy's or you go wherever you go, and you can see the cologne aisles are full there, especially during, during Christmas and, and Valentine's Day, maybe getting cologne or getting perfume, that kind of a thing. But did you know that your life has a, an aroma it's like an incense that goes up to God. It's an aroma that goes up to God. And here's the two ways you can go. You can either be sweet-smelling or bitter-smelling. And let me ask you a question this morning. Which one would you rather be? Can I get a witness? Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to be bitter-smelling, Lord. If I'm going to smell like anything, let me smell like chocolate. Can I get a witness? Amen. I'm thinking of Valentine's Day right now. Um. But let your life give off a sweet-smelling aroma. Watch this, everyone. When you walk in love, there's something sweet about it. I walked into a Pete's Coffee the other day. I met someone over there to uh, just meet with them last week. And uh, we had a nice cup of coffee together, just shared. And uh, <clears throat> by the way, it's not real hard to talk me into going to a coffee place, just so you know. Just keep it real. And all of you that on my birthday gave me so many Starbucks cards. I'm set for 2021. I just want you to know I got so many cards for Starbucks, but it's such a joy. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I'm writing my notes right now. I should be done by the end of next week, but I'm, I'm almost finished. So if you haven't got your note, just uh, I'll be, you'll be getting a note from me. But um, what was I thinking? Oh, I, oh, I needed, uh, I walked in there, but I ordered my coffee, and then I walked in, and I just realized that I, I wanted a receipt, so I walked back in and got a receipt. Uh, well, this was after, uh, you know, we had met and everything, and I'd left. Uh, I walked down the parking lot and then turned around, and said, oh, I need to get a receipt. So I got a receipt. So I walked in there, and they can call in the little computer now, and they can just pull up your receipt. I knew they could do that. So I walked in and to the uh, person that had served me, 
and said, I'm the guy that was just here, and um, I, I, I need a receipt for my coffee if I could. Could you do that? She goes, oh, I remember you. I remember you. He, you know how I remember you? And I go, why? Because you're, you're so, so nice to me. And I go, she said, she said, customers don't treat me the way that you treat me. And, 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 and they said, so I, and I, when you walked away, and this was a, I don't know, uh, a lady that was probably, I don't know, 21 years old. She said, I just, I turned to my other worker and said, that man there is a really nice man. He's a really nice person. And I didn't even know that. Well, boy, I was sure glad that I was a, not, you know, in an uncaffeinated move that day. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But I was going like, you know how people get when there's messing with their coffee. And, uh, but, but, but then I walked away and said, man, I'm sure glad that, in other words, that she didn't say, what a jerk. I remember you because you're sure not a very nice person. But what I'm saying is you can live your life and walk in love. Praise the Lord. Where am I at here this morning? I think I just did. Okay, let me talk about four levels of love real quickly, all right? I don't have much time to spend on this. You can read about this if you just Google them, and they're, they're the classic love language. They're the classic loves of the Greek culture, all right? You, so there are four basic words for love in the Greek language. First of all, the storge, which is, has to do with affection. That's a familial kind of a love. That's the family love that we have for another one. We're talking about a higher level of love now. So how do we start out? Four levels of love, but what's the highest level? We'll get there in just a second. Then there's the philia love, which has to do with friendship, and we get the word Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love from that, that has to do with deep affection, has to do with even the, our affection we have for our, our wife or a spouse or our children. The Bible says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in, in honor, giving preference to one another. So that's philia love. And then we have the eros love, which is the physical love. None of us are interested in the philius love, so I'm, uh, physical love, so I'm just going to skip over that. But actually... Eris is something that God created as well. It refers to physical love, uh, loving someone totally, heart, soul, mind, as well as body. God created that, all right? And then there's the agape love, which is the last one, but that's the highest form of love, which is unconditional love. Say with me right now, unconditional love or selfless love. Now, the agape love is the unconditional love that God showed towards us, the kind of love that we're to show one to another. So... This is the highest level of love, the agape love. When I was a kid, and we were really cool back in the 70s, you know, we'd say, I agape you. You know, somebody taught on these four loves, and then we'd say, I agape you. In other words, that's, I love you, but I love you with an unconditional love, all right? So why, how do you get that kind of love? How do you get there? I mean, I want to love in that unconditional way, but how do you get there? Well, let me just say this. God's helping you with this, all right? When we become Christians, our hearts are filled with love by God, by His Holy Spirit. So when we become Christians, how many of you become a Christian? Wave at me. If you become a Christian, amen? When you became a Christian, the Bible says this, the love of God has been poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit that was given to you. So at salvation, God poured out His love into your heart. It's not even something you have to conjure up. It's a gift from God. He says His love has been poured out in you, and His love is going to be 
loving through you. Can I get a witness? Amen? So because we as Christians have a brand new nature, in other words, we have God's nature now, not our own, we love because God is love. Are you hearing me here this morning? I, I'm not, I don't think I'm communicating that as clearly as I should. How many of you know that when you become a believer, you have a brand new re nature? You're a new creation in Christ, and you become like God, and because God is love, now you have more love. Can I get a witness? Amen? And, and so God's helping you to be better at this matter of love. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And you might say, man, I'm just not a loving person. Well, are you a believer? You're more loving than you figured because his love has been poured out in you. You better find it. It's there, amen? See, he's, I've just never been good at love. Well, you might not be good at love, but God through you is very good at love. Can I get a witness here this morning, amen? All right. Here we go. Loving at a higher level than we're talking about this morning. And I'm trying to move us all into a higher level of love. That's where we want to get now in the next. All I got left is about 10 minutes here this morning. Loving at a higher level is number one, loving God. Say it with me, loving God. Loving God. How many of you love God? And I know that you do, amen. I just, I know you love God. Lord, we love you. Jesus, a lawyer walked up to Jesus. He was a Pharisee, but he's also a lawyer. And he walked up to Jesus and he said, Jesus, what are the two top commandments? They knew of the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, and the Word of Testimony, the tablets. They knew the Ten Commandments, but Jesus was talking about, he said, what are the top two commandments? And Jesus replied, he said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and your soul and your mind. Love the Lord your God, first and foremost. This is the first and greatest commandment. How many of you here this morning would say, I really want to love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength? Can I get a witness here this morning, amen? Second thing he said was this, is love others. Say it with me this morning, love others. Loving God maybe might be easy, but loving others is a test. You know, somebody said, man, I love God, but I sure can't stand people. <laughs> But God calls us not only to love God, but to love others. The second one is like it. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said this, all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. And you've heard me talk about this through the years. If you boil the Ten Commandments down to two commandments, it's loving God and loving one another. That's it. And he says this, you can hang all of the law and all of the prophets on these two commandments, loving God and loving others. Say it with me this morning, loving God, loving others. Hey, everybody, you got what it takes because God is with you. Here's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, love your neighbor as yourself. When he says that, he says, treat people the way that you would want people to treat you. And that was boiled down by the world called the golden rule. What is the golden rule? Do to others as you would have them do to you. Treat others like you would like to be treated. So loving God, say with me this morning, loving God, loving others. Third thing this morning is loving your spouse. Loving your spouse. Today is Valentine's Day, and uh, I met my wife Barbara on Valentine's Day way back when we were in Bible college together. Um, she was a waitress at a nearby restaurant, and when I first saw her, I'll tell you what, it was love at first sight, at least for me anyway. And uh, the Bible says this, everyone. How many of you are married, by the way, this morning? You're married this morning, amen? Praise God. It says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. I'll say thang. 
He who finds a wife finds a good thing, but if you, uh, you break that down just a little bit in your Bible, it says, he who finds a wife finds a treasure. Amen. Just saying. Barbara, you are my treasure. You are my treasure. Not just a good thing, but you're my treasure. And then if you love your wife and you find a wife, you obtain favor from the Lord. You obtain favor from the Lord. From the Lord. So man, when you find your wife, you love your wife, man, you're going to find favor from the Lord. Amen? And, and, and so the Bible says this, and Paul wrote this, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. That's the higher level. Love your wife like Christ loved the church. With all of our, you know, weaknesses and strengths, he loves us nevertheless, and he gave himself for her. And in other words, love has a lot to do with giving. It's not our will, but it's also saying, what can I do for, you know, sometimes one of the most romantic things you can do is take out the garbage for your wife. Amen. Or some of the romantic thing you can do is get things fixed around the house. And Barb doesn't even know this, but I pick up the dishes all the time now that we're home and put them in the dishwasher. Wipe off the table. I had my breakfast the other day, eggs and toast and whatever it was and all those pans. There's about six, seven different plates and pans and stuff. I cleaned them all up and she came in the house. She'd run out to get some. Said, did you even eat breakfast? Yeah, I did. I can't even tell anybody anything. Woo! In other words, the littlest things can be the most romantic things in your life. Right? So love your wives. And then it says, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Don't be bitter with them. Some people loathe their wife when they should be loving their wife. Some people loathe their husband when they should be loving their husband. But it says this, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Hey, everybody, I've been married now. 46 years. If I had told you, 45 years, 45, right? Yeah, oh, we met 46 years ago, Valentine's Day, so our next uh, November we'll, we'll be married 46 years. Thank you, Barb. <laughs> Barb guides me in life. She's my GPS. I have two GPSs in my car. Boy, it is, she talks a lot to me. <laughs> And anyway, don't be harsh or bitter towards your wife. Do you know what? When we first got married, I tried to make Barbara into my image. I tried to make Barbara someone she wasn't. I didn't let her be herself. She didn't grow up in the church. I did grow up in the church. So I tried to, along the way, kind of instruct her in the ways of the church. And I kind of broke her spirit. If God knew years and years ago how many times... I've been harsh with my wife. It'd be, um, it'd be, I don't want to say innumerable because God would know the count, but it'd be too many times to count how many times I've been not fair or not sweet like I need to be. Is it okay if I'm honest with you today? Yeah. Pastor Perry, I can't believe you're telling us this, <laughs> that you've actually been harsh with your wife. I don't know of anyone that's ever happened to. Come on, guys, get real. You're on the road for 46 years. You're going to go through some things. I, I, I will say this. There's, there's, there's marriages that they're constantly sweet. It's like watching TV. You know, it's like, you know, father knows best. There's never an argument. 
But man, we had arguments along the ways. We just figured out how to work things out, and we persisted, and we kept on. Man, our, mess, our marriage would have blown up at, I think it was year seven maybe, some, or year 13, what, year 13, almost blew up, almost went away. But we, we, we stuck with it, and we've been together now for 46 years, and it gets better and better and better. And let me tell you, one of the reasons for that is because nobody else would have us. Can I get what it's in? I'm only kidding. Uh, no, we've just learned to love one another. All right? It's getting quiet in here, but you know why it's quiet? Because people are listening. And, and, and I'm just saying this. Persist, love, and don't be bitter, and don't be harsh with them. I, I read a letter, and I love this letter that I'm getting ready to share with you, everyone. Okay, it behaves good. Is that all good? Everything's good, right? Praise God. We don't, man, we don't even argue like we used to argue. We used to have a lot of energy. We don't have any energy for it anymore. And we don't take the same hills we took anymore. If I want to talk about her dysfunctional family, you know, and she can come right back with me with my dysfunctional family and all of that kind of stuff. And we don't go there anymore. We just love each other. Let's go out and have an in and out hamburger. Can I get a witness? Amen. Let's get a do anywhere. You hearing what I'm saying? Barb's saying keep it moving, don't you? <laughs> I love this letter that a wife wrote to her husband after she had a mishap with his pickup truck. And by the way, guys, you know, if they have a pickup truck, are pretty, you know, inclined towards that pickup truck, you know. It's like the guy, the, uh, this guy in North Dakota was looking for a wife, and he said, I need a woman with a pickup truck. He ran an ad in the newspaper. Please send picture of the pickup truck. <laughs> anyway, think about it. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite one about the husband and wife, the husband and wife were getting in an argument and the, uh, I've told you this so many times, you already know it, but the husband and wife got in an argument and the husband lost his judgment and he ended up slapping his wife and he should have never done that. And he didn't see her for three days, but he could see her on the fourth day if he held up one of his eyelids a little bit, he could see her on the fourth day. I love that one right there. What I'm trying to say is everyone, husbands love your wives. Can I get a witness, amen? So here's the letter to my darling husband. To my darling husband, before you return from your business trip, I just want to let you know about a small accident I had with your pickup truck when I turned into the driveway. Fortunately, it's not too bad, and I really didn't get hurt, so you don't need to worry about me too much. I was coming home from shopping when I turned into the driveway, and I accidentally pushed down on the accelerator instead of the brakes. The garage door is slightly bent, but the pickup fortunately came to a halt when it hit our car. I'm really sorry, but I, 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 I know with your gentle, kind-hearted personality, you will forgive me. You know how much I love you and care for you, my sweetheart. And I'm, in, I'm enclosing a picture for you, and I cannot wait to hold you in my arms again, your loving wife. <laughs> that was not a good day. Especially when your Ford F-150 runs over a Ferrari, maybe not a good day. So the Bible says this, love your wife as Christ loved the church. How many know that that one would call for love? Can I get a witness? Amen? amen? Now, here's the fourth thing here this morning. You still with me today? Y'all been listening really well. Thank you. You still with me today? All right. Almost finished. Um, the fourth thing is this, love your enemies. You've heard that it was said, say it with me this morning, love your enemies. You've heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus said this. 
So Jesus was taking us to a higher level of love now. He says, I want you to even love your enemies. And he says, but he says, I, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now everybody, you know, we, we can think of overt enemies, but maybe not such bad enemies, but people that come against the grain in our lives, or they spitefully use you and persecute you, God is saying them, even love them and pray for them. And I want to just tell you something here from personal experience. Do what the Word of God says, even when it doesn't make sense. I want to encourage you here this morning, if you've got somebody that gets under your skin or, or just perturbs you, or it's, it's like, man, they, they're just like a, a, a thorn in your flesh in life, Pray for that person and see what happens. It'll bring peace to your spirit. It'll reconcile things in you. It doesn't mean that everything just works out, but it, 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 in other words, it frees you up from your own imprisonment. Can I go to it and say, man, it brings you peace. When you pray for those, I just did it the other day. I was out walking and praying, and I was thinking of something. I go, like, man, I just pray for that person right now. Lord, I just pray that you'll bless them. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. That kind of thing. And then he says, I'll bring peace into your life. Can I get a window to say amen? So love your enemies. What are we talking about here this morning? A higher level of love. Loving at a higher level. The last thing here this morning is loving the unlovable. Loving the unlovable. Or, and I, I, I didn't even get you know, the right wording on this. You could call it loving the less than lovable. Or you could love say calling it love those who are inconvenient to love or you could call those loving those who are not as attractive and I'm not talking about personal but they're not even attractive to themselves they're 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 um uh they're somewhat undesirable and because they feel undesirable themselves everybody we are called to love people that are tougher to love in our own our own propensity isn't just to go, just to love them. And let me just say here this morning, we have a lot of people right now out on the streets, more than I've ever seen in 18 years, living out on the streets right now, and in tent camps and everything, and 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 and, and are living in poverty, and are living and dealing with mental illness, and living and dealing with alcohol and drugs and all kinds of things that are just intrinsic. And it's like you can't even quite fix it up to be where you'd like it to be. But I want to tell you this. If you look down or if I look down on a person like that, God help us. In other words, that's where we, in other words, let your heart of love go down. Because sometimes you'll look the other way or do whatever you do and you just, you know, look the other way. Uh, of people that aren't just like you. Man, I'll tell you, God's called us to love everyone, including the people that wear pajamas to Walmart. Can I get a witness? Say amen. There's all kinds of people out there. You go like, man, what is going on there? But if you walked in their moccasins for a mile or walked in their shoes for all, you'd understand them better. And I would too. Loving the unlovable. In fact, Jesus said this, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing the same thing? And if you greet only your brothers that are if you only greet those, those that are your brothers or own, in your own social circle or, or look like you or are educated like you or have the same income as you, that's how it works. That's called a caste system in India. That's not what we want to have here in America. Uh, if you only greet your own brothers, 
What are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? But Jesus says, therefore, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus is saying, you're living at this level, but I want you to live in a level of higher perfection. Be perfect as your Father is perfect. How many you know that Jesus loves us all? And Jesus commands us to love the poor as well. He says, the poor you're always going to have with you, but there is a reward. Those that give to the poor lend to the Lord. God says, I will repay them, but have a heart for the poor. Last night, I was uh, uh, finishing, um, I was doing a lot of things last night. Just had a lot of things going on yesterday, but I was also working on my thank you notes, and I wrote out about 15 thank you notes last night. And, um, and then I, for my birthday, and which I was so blessed. Was, you guys just made that birthday, the 65, was the best birthday I ever had in my life. Just the best I ever had in my life. It was the best. And so I'm saving all of those cards and everything, and just, but there's a whole sack full of them, and I, one by one, I'm just writing. I wrote about 15, and then I drove last, and then I, I went out with Barb yesterday for a little bit. We went out and got some lunch together, just at a real fancy restaurant, Panera. And uh, then... Uh, and, uh, and, and then, and thank you for the Panera card. I got a Panera card for my birthday. And, uh, but then I, then I, it was about 7 o'clock last night, or 8 o'clock, or 7 o'clock, and I, I, it was dark outside. And I, man, I didn't even get Barb my Valentine's Day card yet, or flowers, and I was going to do that. So I, man, I'll tell you what, I got in my car, I drove down to the mail office first. I thought, well, I'll just drop these down to the mail office on Bruceville and at the uh, Target, right by Target there, there's a mail office. So I went there and it was dark outside, about 7.38, it was dark. I walk in and then I walk out and I hear this, hey, hey, can you help me? But it came from the shadows. I couldn't even see the person. And then I walked there and he was in the shadows was a, was a man, his name was Randy. He, he says, I'm, I'm really getting hungry. Can you help me out with some food? And, and, and uh, I, I just need some money to get some food. And I, and I go like, well, you know where this could go. The money could be used for wine or alcohol. It could be used for drugs. It could be used for whatever. We, I know that. But here I am. And I said, hey, Randy, j just so you know, he's, I, 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 I said, I'll help you get food for sure. Um, but just don't, you know, I, I just don't want you to buy any alcohol or anything like that. No, no, he says, look at me, I'm, I'm drinking water right now. He had two water bottles right next to him. He could have been conning me, and I don't really care. He could have been conning me. But he said, but he had the water bottles right there, and, and he definitely looked hungry. And, I, and how many of you ever been hungry? You know what I'm saying? And so I knew I had some money in my wallet. I didn't know how much. It's never much. I just don't carry much money, but I knew I had a couple, of, and then I pull out a five, and I go like, you can't go for McDonald's for five anymore. It's cost you nine bucks to get a Big Mac and fries and Coke. How do I know? And, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> so the $5 lunch thing doesn't work, and I knew that they had a McDonald's right next to Target there, and he can go get something. But I just went to my deal, and I handed it to him, uh, the $10 to go get something. I said, hey, Randy, this isn't from me. It's from Jesus. And I wasn't playing the Jesus card. I was just say, hey, the only reason I can hand you this right now is because of Jesus. I don't know where you're at right now in your life, but this is coming from Jesus. And I was hoping my, that that would keep him as maybe a, you know, a believer, you know, like, okay, I'm not going to go to the liquor store. I'm going to go to McDonald's. Um, but then I got in my car and I go like, but that's driven by love, by the way, first of all is that, you know, I don't care what losses I'm going to, who cares? $10 I'm going to give up. 
yeah, you're not going to give up. Who, who cares about your $10? You're going to go down to Starbucks and buy a latte and a pastry. Don't be wimping out and crying about your 10 bucks that you might lose to a poor person. If you're going to err on the side of love, you're going to lose something, but you'll gain something. God says this, you helped that person along the way. Maybe you were the angel that you got sent into their way to help them and then drive off. Because I drove off in my warm car and I drove down Bruceville back to Elk Grove Boulevard. And, I, and while I'm driving in my car, I go like, why am I in this warm car driving to a warm house and he's sleeping on the street tonight or sleeping on the sidewalk in front of the... Why am I here and why is he there? Why isn't he here and why am I not there? It's only the grace of God. And if I have 10 bucks or whatever it is and we might lose it or you're training him to do it again, I know all that stuff. But in the moment, he was hungry. And love will take some risk along the way. And, and love will help you love the unlovable. And I just encourage you to do that. If you're going to err in your giving, err on the side of love and err on the side of compassion. And then also err on the side of dignity too. Because those, everyone that's in that spot got there somehow. And if you could listen to their story, just treat them with dignity. Because we're all blessed. We get to go to our house and open up the automatic garage door and go inside. But they don't. And there's more of them now than there ever has been. And we need to be able to love that would normally be unlovable. Is this okay this morning? Man, am I preaching too long. i got to wrap it up. Okay? I'll preach shorter in the next service. It won't come out the same as this. But... um. So the word of the Lord today is that we would love one another at a higher level. Say it with me, at a higher level. You're already loving, but let's love at a higher level. May the Lord make you increase and abound. In other words, that increase and abound means to grow and overflow in your love for one another. And let me ask you here this morning, we're finished right now. Let me just ask you, we're finished, all right? Is there room in your life for an increase in loving God? Is there room in your life for an increase in loving others? Is there an inc- room for an increase in your life in loving your spouse? Is there an room for an increase in your life in loving your enemies or loving the unlovable? Well, let me tell you how this is going to work. You know how God <laughs> You know how God causes us to grow and to increase more and more? Here's how it works. God puts you into circumstances and situations where you have to practice your Christian love. In other words, you're going to be tested on this. Can I get a witness, man? You're going to be tested on this. And the difficulties that you have with one another are actually opportunities for you to grow in your love. Your difficult experiences are actually opportunities to grow in your love. You might feel like I'm wearing a shirt that says I've got one nerve left and you're standing on it. Or you can say, no, no, I'm going to love. Thank you, Lord God. So let's wrap it up right now. A new commandment I give you, Jesus says, a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you receive the word of the Lord this morning, give the Lord a great hand clap of prayer. praise. Would you do that? Amen. Amen. Stand with me all across the room this morning. We'll be exiting here in just about two minutes. Let me pray for you right now. 
Dear Lord, I, I just pray right now that there'll be an increase of love in our lives that we might love at a higher level. Thank you, Lord God. God, I just pray right now that your love would be shed abroad in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I want to ask this morning, everyone, I want to ask you just to open your hands like this as if to receive from the Lord. Thank you, Lord God. And you can just say, you can just say this with right, right now. Lord, I, just say, pray this with me right now. Lord Jesus, you know where I need an increase of love in my life. You know every area where I need your love to be poured out into my life. You know where I'm weak and where I need to be made strong. Lord, let me love at a higher level. Let your love, Lord God, be poured out in my life. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want just silence for just a second there, Brother Markel. Now I want everyone just to lift your hands one more time. Just one more time. And just, and, and Matt, I had a picture of this in the Holy Spirit this morning when I was getting ready for this service, that God's love would be shed abroad, that his love would be poured out in all of these areas that we mentioned and even areas that we haven't mentioned, but it's going to be poured out into your life. It's going to be a God thing in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I just pray right now as we pray, God, that there would be a pouring out of your love, that your love would be poured out that we would grow and overflow, Lord God, with your love. That we would increase and abound with your love. And we pray it in the name of Jesus, Lord. I just thank you that that's happening right now in this service, right now. Right now online, at home right now. God, I thank you right now that there's an outpouring of love in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise. They will know that you are my disciples, Jesus said, by the love that you have one for a lover. For, for another, and then demonstrate it at every turn in life. Thank you, Lord God. We just thank you right now in the, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, here's my blessing this morning. May the Lord make you increase and abound to grow and overflow in love to one another. In the name of Jesus, and if you receive that, amen. I just speak blessing and favor over you, and I'll look forward to seeing you next Sunday at 9 and 11 o'clock. We love you so much. Right here on campus or right home at the online. We love you. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.